0: What is it like to age well in the Garden State, where nearly a quarter of residents are over 60 years old? Are you one of them? Join New Jersey Advocates for Aging Well to discuss the ups and downs of aging in New Jersey. In this podcast series, we tap into our network of leading experts to provide a fresh look into the key issues affecting the state's older population and their families, including finances, housing, health, and security. Each half-hour episode details professional insight into how you can maximize the joy, minimize the challenges, and capitalize on the opportunities that aging in the garden state offers. Our vision is so important for maintaining our independence, but also for staying socially connected and doing the activities that we enjoy. Join us today to learn about advances in medicine and technology that can help you age well with good vision and maintain your independence. Hello and welcome to Aging Insights. I'm Kathy Rowe, Executive Director of New Jersey Advocates for Aging Well. And today we're in Montclair, New Jersey in the state-of-the-art offices of BNC Eye Care Group. We're here with Drs. Tanya Carter and Frank Barnes to learn about eye care as we change and as we age. Doctors Carter and Barnes, thank you so much for joining us. So can you start by telling us how does our vision change as we age and what's a normal part of aging and what's not a normal part of aging?
1: Well, the main thing that happens when you age is that you lose your focusing system. That's like the biggest thing. That's called presbyopia. And um, that's when you can't read. All of a sudden, words start getting smaller, up close. You find yourself pushing things Mm -hmm. away, and um, there you go. So that's a normal part of aging. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, We would even say cataracts can be a normal part of aging because your metabolism changes, your body's breaking down. That's just how it is throughout top and bottom. Uh, Some very common things that happen though too, which I would throw in that normal part of aging, is floaters. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. As you get older, oh, you see that spot. It moves when I move my eye around. What's going on? People get really concerned about that. Mm. But it's typically a normal part of aging, although we do still make sure that there's nothing going on in your retina when you get a floater. But for the most part, we walk away with, okay, it's just a normal part of aging. And I think the other thing would be changes in your lens and okay. your retina. And when I say change in your lens, a cataract is when the lens gets cloudy But, and then we call it a cataract when you lose vision. Okay. But, the lens is still changing for a simplified description, it's yellowing. So when that happens, that's going to affect your contrast. Okay. That's going to affect glare, cause glare. Mm -hmm. And um, that's going to just decrease the amount of light that gets into the back
0: of the eye and you just won't see as well at night Okay. in the dark. A lot of older people stop driving at night because they don't see clearly, so that's related to those changes in the retina. Those changes.
1: Reaction time, that's a big one when mm-hmm. people start driving, stop driving, but definitely your night driving, your night vision definitely declines. Okay.
0: Yeah. So what can be done for night vision? The first thing is the best vision possible. Mm-hmm. That's the goal.
1: Gotta get the best vision, the best pair of glasses. Okay. Then when you have glare, there are some things that can help with glare. There's anti-reflective coatings that you put on, but sometimes that doesn't quite do it. And you need maybe some extra tents that helps at night. So for example, there's a yellow tent. It's like an amber Color tint mm-hmm. that um, helps cut the glare out a bit. Okay. Yeah. So it's not a lot. Yeah. But
0: sounds like something I should try. Something
1: you can. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely a problem for people.
0: And then what is not a normal part of aging? When should people you know call and make an appointment because something is just isn't right and they're thinking, oh, I'm just getting old. I'm yeah. not going to worry about it. Yeah. I would say a sudden loss
1: of vision, Mm -hmm. you know. The thing about aging eyes that's normal is it's more gradual, right? You don't even notice half the time until then, um, oh, okay, I realize I'm struggling a bit. Mm -hmm. But if that's sudden loss of vision, that's a problem. It's um, seeing spots that aren't like moving floaters, but every time I look at you, there's a spot in my vision. Mm -hmm. That could be macular degeneration. Or um, a curtain coming down, that could be a retinal detachment. Okay. Uh, So those are some basic um, issues that occur that can Tr- you know, t- let us know that, okay, something's going on more than And even, even the floater, mm-hmm. I would say, it's not an ocular emergency, but if you have a floater, yes, you call up. We may not say, come in today, depending mm-hmm. on the situation, but it's certainly worth a call. Okay.
0: Yeah. So when we talk about uh, geriatric eye care and eye care for older people, what is the focus of it compared to eye care when you're younger? What are you looking at as uh, ger- for your geriatric patients?
1: The focus would be, the best glasses, the focus is ocular disease. So you've got things start happening when you get older. You've mm-hmm. got the big three, your glaucoma, no signs or symptoms. Oh. That's a big thing. You've got, and so that creeps up on you and that robs your sight, and it really does. Um, macular degeneration, you want deter- to detect that early and uh, make some interventions, because nowadays there's much more that, we, that can be done right. about macular degeneration, so catch that early. Um, and so it's disease. If you have diabetes, definitely, you've got, it's gonna manifest. You can have diabetes, no retinopathy, where there's bleeding in the back of the eye. And then as you get older, the more years you've had diabetes, even if it's controlled, mm-hmm. The more likely you are to have retinopathy. Okay. So yeah, I'm control. My sugar's good. My mm-hmm. A1C is good. That still doesn't mean you won't get retinopathy. Mm-hmm. And again, there are more things that we that can be done intervention-wise
0: nowadays. So mm-hmm. catch that early. Um, you both have stories of how vision affects. It's it's more than just reading, and it's more than just drive. It's more than just seeing. That our vision can impact other parts of our life. Oh, yeah, and I right, think you've right. had some experiences yeah, where yeah. helping someone with their vision benefits so many other aspects of their life. Can you share some of those stories with yeah. us without giving away patient information? Yeah. So
1: so glare, or when you have a cataract, it distorts color. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Especially blues. Okay. Blues look like black sometimes. Or you can't distinguish, like, navy from black Mm -hmm. or different hues of blues. So one time I was in the the, uh, diner, right? So I'm in the diner. It was crowded diner and this um, woman came over to me of all the people in the diner Mm -hmm. (laughs) she chose me to come up to and ask me what am I matching? Okay. And sure enough she had hues of blue on. So you can't quite tell, especially if the lighting is bad Uh in your home, is this blue, is this black? I've got one blue sock and one black sock Uh on. I've got, you know, a blue pair of pants and a black shirt or black pants and a blue shirt. You typically aren't doing that with navy, say. So, and she knew she was having problems, Mm -hmm. but yet could not really Um, wasn't sure exactly what it was, or, or, you know, she knew she struggled that morning getting dressed. So, yeah, so for me it was like, okay, she probably has a cataract. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And she didn't know you were a doctor when she came up to you? I
1: I didn't have a lab coat on. (laughs) I was like, of all the people in this diner, (laughs) she she came to me. So anyway, so that was one story. So that's quality of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was a really sharp lady. Yeah dress very nice. So right. that kind of stuff matters to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have this woman who uh, she lived in the long-term care facility. Mm-hmm. I used to work in a long-term care facility and do eye exams. So she was, she I saw her a lot because she lived there. And she would come down to the eye clinic and um, she only spoke Chinese. Okay. So she spoke. And finally and she had a cataract. And finally, we convinced her family members to allow her to get the cataract surgery because she wasn't able to decide that on her own. Okay. So, and we used to have, when she would come to the clinic, we used to have the uh, nurse who spoke Chinese come and assist us. Mm-hmm.
0: You need a translator. We
1: need a translator. Years, I'm talking so finally she got the cataract out and then the post-op so you get the cataract out mm-hmm. and you have to follow up in the clinic the next day and the week whatever she comes in and she spoke fluent english huh. <laughs> yeah how did that happen how did that happen <laughs> so my although i have no you know research behind it but my perception is that when you're blurry you revert back to most comfortable Mm-hmm. For you and that would have been her language. Okay, her first language. Okay, so She can't see it's like almost like you come full cycle, you know in your development right. and so then you get the cataract out Now my world opens up. Wow. Well, wow. and now I'm back to Experiencing life like I was used to experiencing it mm-hmm. when I prior to having the cataract Yeah. So it's, it's, like, like, it's like the psychosocial aspect of vision, mm-hmm. where there is a psychosocial aspect definitely, of vision. Definitely. And so, um, and that quality of life. So that's, she just opened back up. We were floored. <laughs> the nurse was floored, my intern was floored. I mean, my resident was floored at the time. So, and that was just such a big learning experience from me to see the impact that it really has. Mm -hmm.
0: And and it shows that, you know, it is so much more than just seeing it. It impacts our entire life, our quality of life. Um, And, Dr. Barnes, you had told me about your own personal experience with people having cataract surgery and how wishing they had done it sooner. Ah, yes. Well, my
2: mother is my mother Mm -hmm. and it took quite a while to convince her to have it done. Mm -hmm. Um, She being a nurse, and um, so she knew medicine, she was aware of mm. surgery and everything else. She worked in a pediatric ICU. So she was aware of, you know, what surgery is like and all that kind of But she wasn't willing to do the surgery on herself. But my mother is very independent, like a lot of seniors are. Right. And that about the geriatric part is, is that the biggest thing I think is losing your independence.
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Being
2: dependent on someone, whether they have to drive me somewhere, they have to cook for me, mm-hmm. or whatever I need to do, I need somebody else to do it for me, so I'm uncomfortable to do things now. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things happened with my, my mother, is that she, 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 she now had a, a great granddaughter that she wanted to be around all the time. Wow. But she now uh, has to drive quite a distance to get to her, and then coming back at night, she's totally lost because she can't see. Okay. There's glare of things. She had a cataract. And I spoke to her for a while to have it done. Um, even before that, she would never have it done. She would struggle her way through. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, because of the great-granddaughter, she wanted to be there. That motivation stirred up the energy, the positive, to say, let me have this surgery done. Okay. She's looking across the, uh, her house out out the street, and, but she has a sad look on her face. I said, like, Mom, why are you sad? Like, what's going on? She says, I can't believe how well I can see.
0: So why was she sad?
2: She said, I can't believe I waited this long to have the surgery done, and now I'm going to die. Oh, wow. just get the use out of your lenses. Just don't die. Right, right, right. <laughs> Make sure you can see, use them. <laughs> and so, long she, she, life. so she's happy. I just saw her yesterday. She said the same thing about the diner. She's like, I can't believe I can see across there and see this mm-hmm. house so clear that, you know, how happy she was. Yeah. But it took her, you know, uh, uh, some time to do it. But she, you know, but she did do it. And she's very mm-hmm. happy. But I'm, I'm, I'm a low vision doctor, so I see those patients. That are visually impaired. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that had cataract surgery or had diabetes, they had surgeries done, and they don't see well even after all that's done. In low vision, working with visually impaired, illegally blind, the one thing, like Dr. Carter mentioned, is still getting the best pair of glasses, giving mm-hmm. them a refraction that they can see the best that they can.
0: Right, right.
2: And then we do adaptations and devices to use them that we use to help them get the best efficiency, the best help that they can get out to perform independently. Yeah. So that's my goal.
0: And, and that's one of the things that I think is so amazing with your office. You, and you have everything right here, the technology that has changed that can help people in so many ways. And I think people aren't aware of that technology. So the only way to find out about it is to actually go to your eye yeah, doctor. Right. And learn what's new and not, not be thinking that, well, 20 years ago, there was nothing they could do and they can't do it now. So how are ways that you think we can encourage people to have their eye exams or overcome the fear of going to the doctor? I mean, fear might be holding them back, but without going to the doctor, they yeah. don't have these corrections and they don't learn about the new technology.
2: If they think there could possibly be something, Yeah, that's true. I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, because now I'm, I'm scared what it might escalate into. Okay. And so that's, that's what people's uh, concerns are, whether yeah. it's eyes or teeth, or well, I'm not gonna go to the dentist because I know that pain there, does that mean something's gonna happen? Or I'm not seeing well, or I saw a spot, what does that say? Mm-hmm. And so they get a little hesitant because of that, yeah. because they don't, they're scared of the next step that might happen, okay. or that the doctor may say, yeah, you sure. do have a problem. So they're, they're hesitant, but um, the thing is, you wanna catch it early mm-hmm. before it becomes, a bigger problem, and then you That's have to do more intervention. True. Right. Something That's true. that could have been taken care of simple now is more complex. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's always best to, to, um, to seek out the answers earlier. Okay.
0: Uh, well, thank you for showing us your office and facilities. It really is an incredible space. And I want to thank all of you for joining us today, and Drs. Carter and Barnes for sharing their expertise and showing us the potential and what really can be done to help you maintain good vision as you age. Aging Insights is brought to you by our funders, supporters, and viewers like you. You can watch this and past episodes of Aging Insights on YouTube or through our website, njaw.org on the Aging Insights tab. And you can listen to us where you find your favorite podcasts. For an extensive list of resources for older adults, visit our website at njaaw.org services and resources.